Okay, who else loves a great organization haul? Or maybe you really enjoy scrolling the hashtag classroom organization because there's always such fantastic ideas, things to really get you inspired about your classroom setup, right? I know I do. I love taking trips to the Dollar Tree or to the Target Dollar Spot come this time of year. How about you? Here's the thing, though. You can buy all the organization tools, but without knowing where or how you'll use them, it could be a total waste of time and just lead to more clutter. That's what I'm going to explain more on in this episode. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Teacher Time Podcast, a space where teachers are empowered to take control of their prep time so they can enjoy their time off guilt-free. You know how teachers are always working long hours? Here, we're changing that norm together by tackling your biggest productivity questions and planning challenges. I'm your host, Stephanie Polovchik, kindergarten teacher, toddler mama, and your very own productivity mentor. I know what it takes to get your important tasks done so you can consistently work your scheduled hours as a teacher, and I'm sharing it all with you here. In this community, we believe that you can be an effective teacher without sacrificing your free time. So let's ditch that constant cycle of overwhelm for teacher time strategies that work. Why? Because your time matters. Okay, so in this episode, we are chatting about five key areas of your classroom that you need to have organized and not just organized in a random way, but with purpose. Because it's not just about the tools, it's about how you use them. Saying this reminds me of a math lesson that we do every year in my kindergarten class that I like to call tools, not toys. Maybe you've heard of this before, maybe you even use it. But if you're not familiar, during this specific lesson, the students get to explore with different math tools. I basically let them just play with them and really explore, use them however they want to. It's fun to see their creativity. Sometimes they build things or sometimes they do use them for math purposes, but they're free to do whatever they want as they feel them, play around with them, and just explore. Then afterwards, we talk about how these materials are actually going to be tools that help them with their math this year. They'll use the tools to help answer questions, solve problems, and show different math skills. This concept can really be applied to your classroom organization too, though. All the bins and baskets need to be tools, not just something pretty to put on your shelves. They need to be part of a system that helps us work efficiently or helps our students access materials they need. This one time, I bought those iris photo cases. I don't know if you've seen them. If you've been scrolling on Instagram, or Pinterest, but I bought these photo cases because I saw other teachers using them on Instagram and I thought it was genius. Actually, okay, if I'm if I'm being really honest, I bought two cases. But so I just kind of went out and bought these because I saw other teachers using them and I thought, okay, I'm not gonna use it like that, but I don't know how I'll use it. I just I love this idea. I think these are great cases for organizing. 
but I didn't actually have a purpose for them in mind. The teachers sharing them did. They had great ideas for using those cases, and I'm sure they worked fabulously for them. But at the time, I wasn't using them the same way that they were. I felt like I was trying to find a use for them, but it just like it wasn't working as part of an overall system. What I did was I stored just some random activities in there that would fit, but it didn't feel like it fit in with the way the rest of my center activities were organized. Now, eventually, down the line, I did find a use for them. When I started doing flexible seating options in my classroom, the students needed an organized space to keep their small materials like pencils, scissors, and glue sticks. And those worked perfectly. I swapped the activities that I had in there and I put the student supplies in there. I felt like that worked better as part of my classroom system. So the point here is to consider how you might use different tools before you go buying all the things. Today, I wanna talk about a few areas of your classroom that you'll need to have an organization system for. I'm going to let you consider how you might organize these areas And then I actually do have a free tool that can help you with this, which I'm going to share about a little bit later in this episode. So let's get into the five areas of your classroom that you need an organization system for. So I'm just going to rattle off these five areas and then we'll get into a little more detail with what exactly the purpose of these areas are and examples of how you might organize them. Before we do jump in though, I wanna say that one of my goals here is to help lead you to finding an organization system that works for you. Just because you see it on Instagram or Pinterest, just because you see other teachers doing it, doesn't mean that it's going to fit into your classroom system. It's really important that you find what works for you and um, what kind of enhances what you already have going on or solves problems within your classroom organization system that you might currently have. Okay, so that's just my little two cents. Keep that in mind as we go through and I share examples. You do you. So Here are the five areas of your classroom that you really need to have an organization system for. Number one, your teacher workspace. Two, your classroom library. Three, your center area. Four, small group area. And five, student workspace. So those are the five areas we're going to get into now in this episode. And as I said, we'll talk about exactly what the purpose of those areas are, which may seem obvious, but I think it's important to just define exactly what those spaces in your classroom are. And that can hopefully help you get thinking about how you want to organize based on the purpose of the area. So let's start with classroom area number one, your teacher workspace. This is going to be your immediate work area where you do most of your planning or prep work. It might be a desk 
or a table, but whatever it is, you need a space to keep any materials that you need the access to most often. Let me say that again. You need an organized space to keep any materials or resources that you need access to most often. So we almost want to prioritize um, the different items that you know you use more often than other items and have those items close by in your teacher workspace area. Then once you know what those items are, you can decide what would be the best way to organize these. So for me, some materials that I need access to most often are things like office supplies. So my pens, papers, and paper clips, maybe my stapler. Um, and then I also need access to any weekly copies or things that need to be filed and laminated. Those I like to keep close by, as well as any other units or teaching resources. So those are just a couple of examples. Things that I don't need close by me are like my students' glue sticks, my center activities, chart paper. That does not need to be in my immediate workspace area for me. Again, remember what I said before, what you have in your area and how you organize these areas depends on you and your preferences. So the second area of your classroom that you need to have an organization system for is your classroom library. This, of course, is the space where students can select books for their independent reading bins. Now, of course, like everything else we're going to talk about, there are many ways that you can organize your class library. You can have sections of your class library leveled, or you can sort them by genre, topic, or author, so many different ways. How you organize your class library is going to depend on what grade you teach. It's going to depend on your school requirements and also just the overall selection of books that you have. I personally have part of my library leveled and part of it sorted by topic. And that is based on those factors that I shared with you. Another thing to consider here before you jump in and start trying to organize your classroom library is to have a plan for how you're going to organize it before you start pulling those books off the shelf. So area number three is your center area. And your center area could actually break out into multiple spaces within your classroom, depending on the way that you run centers in your classroom. But essentially, what I'm talking about here is the space or spaces where students will access their in-use centers, and then the spaces where they will work on those center activities. For instance, a writing station or a listening station. You'll want to make sure that materials are organized in a way that students know what they'll need to take 
and have whatever materials they might need to complete those center activities. So for example, your center area might have big bins that are labeled writing center, listening center, whatever it may be. Then those bins have the specific materials needed for those centers inside for that week. Then there would be a space in your classroom where the writing center is, and that's where students would take that bin to work on their writing center activity. Within that writing center space, you may also have materials that students might need to complete any center tasks so they can easily access and find them. So you see how that sort of branched out. You had your in-use weekly centers that students take to their center space. And within that space, that is where they have access to any other miscellaneous materials that they might need. Each bin in your center area is going to serve a purpose and only has one sort of material in it. So that's just an idea for you. Again, I'm encouraging you here to think about the purpose of this area or areas. Think about the available space that you have and what is specific to you and the centers that you run in your classroom to help you decide what would be the best way to organize this. Now, the small group area could also be the same or very close to your teacher workspace. In my classroom, I have a table where I run my small groups. This is also the main table where I do my planning and prepping from, um, but I have another area with my teacher workspace materials, if that makes sense. I know it's hard to, to explain our picture through audio, but that's the general idea. So your small group area is most likely close to your teacher workspace. It might not be. Um, this is where you're going to keep and organize any materials that you most often need for your small groups. So just like your teacher workspace, you want to consider what are the materials that I use most often for any small group work. This could be just organizing materials that you'll need for that week or organizing materials that you routinely use during small groups. What you use to organize this area is going to depend on what you use for your small groups and just your overall preference. So maybe you want to have book bins with materials for your small groups. Maybe drawers or binders work better for you. It really just depends. There is no one right way to organize. And just a personal example here, my teammate uses binders to organize small group activities by their level and their skill. And then I personally organize those same activities using book bins with folders. So both ways work for us. They just are different because that's what each of us prefer. Okay, so on to area number five. Your student workspaces will also need to be organized in a way that students have a clear space to work 
and so they can access the materials that they need with ease. They'll need to quickly and easily know where their materials are and, of course, the procedures for accessing those materials. So, for example, will you have community supplies or will you have individual supplies? This is going to depend on school guidelines and protocols, of course, but again, it also depends on your preference. What do you want those procedures for accessing materials to look like? And what do you not want? Considering these things can help you decide how to organize. Now, we've thought through the areas of your classroom that you'll need to have an organization plan for. Now that we've done that, you're probably ready to consider what tools you might need or use in those areas. So I have a free resource. This is a new free resource that can help you with this. So inside the free resource, it's it's got like a guide portion and then like a planning portion. So inside, we talk about some of my favorite organization tools and multiple possible uses for them to give you some ideas and help you consider, oh, this would work for me and this just would not work for me. You'll also have a space inside the resource to decide what tools you'll use and where or how you'll use them so you don't go getting victimized by the Dollar Tree again. Although, I do totally advocate for buying all the Dollar Tree organization things. They are awesome. Just figure out how you're going to use them first. Okay, so this organization resource is going to help you make sure that you set up the most organized classroom from the start so that you don't waste time each week. So if there's something you wanted to get done this summer, having a plan for how you are going to set up your classroom before you step foot into it is really going to benefit you in the long run. You'll always know where things are if you have a plan because every organization tool you have is going to have a purpose. So if you want to download this free resource, I am going to link to it in the show notes, but you can also type in www.teachinglittleleaders.com forward slash get organized to download it now. And then make sure to Take a picture and let me know on Instagram what tools you decided to use and how you're using them. I cannot wait to hear from you, and I can't wait to see how you are organizing your classroom. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what we talked about here and want to connect further, you can find everything you need on my website, www.teachinglittleleaders.com. And if you loved this episode in particular, share it with your teacher friends by taking a screenshot and posting to Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at teachinglittleleaders so I can see it and reshare. I'll see you next Tuesday. Have a fabulous week.